You are listening to the Climbing Advocate Podcast. This is your host, Peter Horgan. On this podcast, I'll be chatting with folks who care deeply about the climbing environment to discuss the advocacy work that is happening beyond the crag. My aim is to connect more climbers to the important work that these advocates are doing day in and day out. From the small local crags to the nation's iconic landscapes, even to the offices of our nation's capital, no crag is too big or too small to not have its interests represented. This show is brought to you in partnership with the Access Fund. Since 1991, the Access Fund has been keeping the crags, boulders, and alpine environments around the country conserved and cared for. Support the Access Fund by visiting accessfund.org or by supporting your local climbing organization. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show today, listen to this very first episode of the Climbing Advocate podcast. And before we dive into the episode, I wanted to share a little background or backstory of what motivated me to start this project. I was honestly inspired by a mountain biking advocacy podcast called Frontlines. I was listening to that show. I've been listening to it for a little while now, and it was really interesting hearing the stories relative to their their activity, their sport, and the advocacy work that goes on behind the scenes to advocate for mountain biking. And um, I thought, well, there's a lot of climbing podcasts out there, so why not have one about advocacy, one fully so, solely focuses on advocacy. So I pitched the idea to some folks at the Access Fund, and here we are, um, sitting behind the microphone here, ready to share some stories with you all. Um, there's a lot of different facets of advocacy, and be able to share them and highlight the different intricacies of what goes on to keep climbing areas open and conserved, I think would be pretty interesting to share. So I'm looking forward to sharing more of these episodes with all of you, sitting down with folks who work really hard to advocate for rock climbing in the United States. So a little bit more about this episode in particular. I attended the Access Fund Annual Advocate Summit event last month, or excuse me, not last month, in September actually, in New York City. This is my third advocacy summit that I've been to, and it's a great event. I, If you have never been to one, I highly recommend you attending. It's a gathering of all advocates and climbers from around the country to discuss everything advocacy. And I had the chance to sit down with six of those advocates that you'll get to hear from today. They got to share their stories about what they mean, what they think it means to be an advocate, some stories from their local crags, and some thoughts on what's happening nationally. So I really hope these conversations resonate with you all, whether you're a brand new climber or you've been climbing for decades. I really hope you're able to take something away from these conversations. So without further ado, welcome to the Climbing Advocate Podcast. Hi, my name is Micah Burhart. I'm from Jackson, New Hampshire. My name is Eric Safaya. I'm with the Climbing Association of Southern Arizona in Tucson. Mikey Schaefer, Smith Rock, Oregon. Hi, my name is Kate Rutherford, and I'm a climbing advocate in California now. 
Hi, I'm Jackie Feinberg. I'm the Director of Communications for Mid-Atlantic Climbers, and I live in Bethesda, Maryland, outside of Washington, D.C. My name is Cody Roney. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Being a climbing advocate, to me, means getting involved, means taking the passion that you have for climbing and the passion that you have for being a global citizen and merging them. And sometimes that means getting involved with your local chapter of your local climbing organization. Sometimes for me, it means working in Mozambique, 8,000 miles away from my home, and working with mountain people on a place called Mount Namuli to protect and steward their forest and their biodiversity. No matter what, it means taking an extra step and making climbing intersect with global impact. I think the biggest issue facing the climbing community is integration and moving it towards action. There are a lot of people climbing and we have a lot of new climbers and the challenge and opportunity we have is how to roll everybody together and have them serve the greater good not just of climbing but of public lands and we're at a watershed time for that especially with the current administration that we have in the U.S. and we need action that creates results and if there's there's never been a better time to galvanize all of us and we've never had such a big voice and it's time that we use it together. As a climber and as an advocate, I think we should all support the Access Fund because we need to have these large organizations and their, the know-how that they bring and the policy expertise and the backing they can give because it's going to take the big and the small. It's going to take the individual and the collective to make change and to have a big impact. And the Access Fund knows how to do it on all of those levels. What does it mean to be a climbing advocate? Um... Just about any work you're doing for the climbing community, whether it's stewardship work or education or social events or fighting for access, that's all advocacy. The biggest issues in our climbing community right now are the growth that is happening and finding a way to nurture all those new climbers and help them learn to take care of themselves and the climbing areas and stay safe. And <clears throat> helping us do exactly what it is we need to do on the ground at our locations. Um, on top of it, they're the national voice right now and doing an amazing job fighting for public lands. Being a climbing advocate for me means being a responsible user of the area and encouraging others to, to do the same. I think the biggest issue facing the climbing community right now is ourselves and our growing population. I think climbers should support the Access Fund so we still have climbing areas in the future. It's really interesting as a um, climbing ambassador for Patagonia, we really um, strive to contribute in the most positive way to the environment. and. Um, it is really a big task and we have um, so many problems, but I feel like we're really lucky in America. Um, just coming from Europe last week, there's poo and toilet paper everywhere. Um, there's thousands of climbers there. Um, the density and access is so good there, but at the same time, it's so busy. Um, and so I feel like we're really lucky here in America to have these vast tracts of wilderness. And um, it is not, um, it's not like that all over the world and we need to be really aware that we're lucky and that we need to conserve that wild feeling. 
Um, in Bishop right now, we have a lot of climbers. Um, they all come in the cooler seasons, and so it's really um, a big rush of folks and um, just really high impact on the land. Just lots of feet on the ground, lots of cars on the gravel roads, um, lots of camping, um, and it's really hard to help inspire folks to do it well. Um, everybody wants this wilderness experience and yet it's really impactful to have people driving all over the desert looking for this beautiful picturesque camp spot. So right now we're really trying to um, help the land managers, mostly the BLM and the Forest Service there, um, encourage folks to camp in high density areas and not just drive all around the desert. So. That's a really big challenge for us right now, um, beyond just um, making sure people are safe and staying on trails. And um, So anyway, I feel really inspired to protect this place that I think is so beautiful and that I love to play in. Um, the Access Fund is our voice in protecting lands, and so I feel like everyone needs to contribute to supporting the Access Fund so that they can support us and be our voice in legal battles and policy. And um, I'm really inspired by the work that they do. To me, um, being a climbing advocate means that I am thinking about how to engage our community in ways that will help preserve climbing access um, increased stewardship of our local climbing areas, and also um, emphasize why it's important to um, get involved in our local climbing organization and our national climbing organization, the Access Fund. Right now, the climbing community, um, I think, is facing one major issue in that we're expanding at a rapidly growing rate. Um, in the D.C. area, we've gone from having only a few gyms to um, at least five very large gyms and a few other smaller gyms. And the community has been growing and as advocates, we've been um, struggling to kind of keep up and make sure that our voices are heard and that our community is educated so that when they go outside, they're um, looking to make sure that they're stewarding the land and they're um, climbing respectfully and following all of the land management regulations. Everyone should support the Access Fund because we need a voice for the climbing community in national policy. Um, as climbers locally, we can work with our local land managers, but the Access Fund is a really powerful voice and as if we, more and more people join, we can have a real political role. Um, the Access Fund has had a lot of really great uh, accomplishments over the last few years where uh, climbing access has increased in many areas. They've defended climbing access and land conservation um, and many others all across the country. And just because you live in Maryland or California or Maine, um, our climbing areas are something that everybody should care about no matter where you live. And the Access Fund makes sure that 
you know, if you're traveling to another state or to another region, uh, you may have that climbing access in the future and people will be helping to steward those areas as well. Uh, for me to be a climbing advocate, you know, started kind of when I started climbing. I was really lucky to have a climbing mentor um, who was a board member of our local climbing organization. So from day one, I was, you know, taught, um, you know, leave no trace and what it means to be involved in the community. Um, but even without that mentorship, to me, it's really important to be an advocate because these are the places we love and that we recreate and they're not guaranteed just because, you know, they're rocks out in nature doesn't mean we're gonna to get to have them at our expense forever. So in order to have areas not closed, um, in order to continue climbing places, it's really important that we do our part to be involved locally and nationally um, to take care of those places. We have a lot of big issues, obviously, on a national level um, with things like Bears Ears and with the Land and Water Conservation Fund. Um, there's a lot of things that are either getting defunded or that we're potentially having laws changed and it's daunting and sometimes overwhelming to know what to do on a national level. Um, it, not all of us can get to DC and lobby so uh, one thing you know we can do to to help with those things is contact your senators, contact your you know congressmen, talk to people, get involved in local politics, vote. Um, <laughs> You know, there's many, many things we can do on a national level, but even more down home on a local level, some of our biggest issues in our community are engagement, um, having people come out and participate. We do a lot of trail work and, you know, to have thousands of climbers in our community, sometimes zero people show up to a trail day and that's not really okay. <laughs> we should all be willing and ready to give back to our community. and whether that be financially, whether that be coming to an event and buying a beer that's going to support your local coalition or coming out and getting your hands dirty at a trail day. Um, that's an issue that we all need to face together. And again, just know that climbing areas aren't just open because they're open. We have to do a lot of work to keep them open um, and we need our community to help. Everyone should support the Access Fund and their local climbing organization if you're a rock climber. Um, you know, they put their money where their mouth is and they put your money <laughs> into your climbing areas. And so it's really important that you support that because without them, none of the areas probably that are protected in the country would be here. I can speak specifically to the areas in the Southeast. Um, SCC owns nine areas, but we only own them because of the access fund, because of their help, their loan program and their support. All right. Well, there you have it. Episode one is in the books. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed putting it together. I took a little bit of a different approach for episode number one. I was referring to it as a teaser episode of sorts, something a little more abbreviated that I could put out there uh, just to get you guys kind of psyched and get you guys exposed to what this thing, whole thing is going to be about. So it's just a short compilation of the responses I got from all six of them without doing the actual interviewing this time. I promise I'm not skipping out of my duties of being a host of this show. 
But before you leave, I want to just go over a couple of the common themes that I heard throughout all six of the interviews with these folks. The first one being is the growth in the community and how it's growing at a rapid rate. Yes, I know we've heard this a hundred times, but I'd like to go over it one more time. Yes, our numbers are growing, but there may be a silver lining here. If the numbers of climbers are growing, so does the potential for the number of advocates and the opportunity to nurture new climbers to take care of the environment that they play in and be a responsible user of their area. That's the way I like to approach this. With every new climber, there's an opportunity for a new advocate. It's only going to make our presence larger where it matters most. Second one is getting involved. Another theme that we've heard a hundred times, but taking the passion for climbing and using it towards action, action that creates results to engage the community in ways to increase access and stewardship in their area because access to our beloved crags and boulders are not guaranteed. So support your local climbing organization, support the access fund, get involved in local politics and be educated on national level issues. Not all of these issues and challenges are going to be necessarily solved, but I think rather managed. And education and communication is a great way to do so. So moving forward, you can expect to hear more conversations like these about conservation, policy, stewardship, and just about any other topic that involves climbing advocacy. So I want to thank you all again very, very much for tuning in to this first mini episode, and I hope all of you stick around for the next one. You can follow along by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and, of course, by leaving a review. All of all those things would help me out tremendously. Thank you one more time, and we'll see you all next time.